New blend of 100% Arabica beans brewed for a rich, full flavor and smooth finish. Get into the dark at participating restaurants. Welcome to Roger's Tech Talk. Summer is almost over, and I'm completely bummed out about it. Oh, I hear you. But here's some news that might just cheer you up. You know we have a huge selection of hot new phones. Yeah, of course. But did you know that right now, all Roger's customers can get one for under 100 bucks on a Share Everything plan? Oh, just in time for school. So you're a little less bummed? Bummed. Offer valid on two-year share everything plans. Hurry into your Rogers store today. Calgary. Calgary is the worst. Some people say it's pretty good, but in actuality, it's the worst. I have a cousin in Calgary, and he's the worst. The only good thing in Calgary is the Calgary bypass route to Banff. Calgary is the worst. Eskimos, Stampeders, today. Support your Eskimos. Tickets at the gate or at Ticketmaster starting at 32.50. 30 years ago at New York Fries, we dedicated ourselves to helping potatoes reach their full potential. We became potato life coaches, if you will, teaching potatoes to live in the moment and say yes to their dreams. Then, to help them achieve enlightenment, we hand-cut each one, perfectly bronze them in sunflower oil, and top them with a pinch of salt. Namaste. New York Fries. 30 years of real, fresh fries. The Pro Hockey Life Gear Up event is now on. Gear up on all the hockey equipment you need. Skates, sticks, protective, and more. Gear up on the best brand names in hockey and save big on Bauer, CCM, Reebok, Easton, and more. The greatest selection, all backed by the Pro Hockey Life price guarantee. Speak with our pro-level hockey specialists to get the right gear and fit. Visit ProHockeyLife.com to find a mega store near you. The Gear Up event, now on at Pro Hockey Life, the ultimate hockey mega store. The Jason Strudwick Show on TSN 1260. Corey Warren and Jamie McClendon, who was my partner on there, they said, did you rob Ronald McDonald today to steal his tie? The Jason Strudwick <laughs> Show, weeknights 9 to midnight on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. This is CFRN 1260 AM in Edmonton, a division of Bell Media. And your home for sports, TSN 1260. TSN 1260 and Crystal Glass bring you the Million Dollar Live Drive. Let's add another name to the list of potential qualifiers to win a million bucks. Demetrius, you're the man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing terrific, but listen, I'm not the guy who could win a million bucks with a sw- one swing of the club. Uh, what's your club from 150 yards out? Uh, pitching wedge. A pitching wedge? Seriously? Seriously. Well, you're like Hercules. All right. Uh, <laughs> Demetrius with a pitching wedge from 150 yards. I don't know. Maybe that's what most people use. For me, it's like a six iron. That's because I'm a wuss. Uh, how many times have you gone out in golf this year, uh, Demetrius? Um, four or five. Four or five. Wow. Do you think that's enough uh, warm-up, or are you going to start hitting the driving range now? Oh, I'll be going every day if I qualify. All right. Perfect. Okay, Demetrius, uh, keep listening to the morning show. Best of luck. Will do. Thanks. Keep listening for your chance to qualify for the Million Dollar Live Drive at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Brought to you by Crystal Glass and Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Dean Millard and Guy Flaming on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260.
Old school Guns N' Roses. Way to go, Matt. I, can't, I still can't get over Demetrius saying he can uh, hit a pitching wedge 150 yards. It's pretty impressive, eh? And maybe, like I said, I that's like a six iron for me, but I'm a horrible golfer. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's what a good golfer always does, pitching wedge. I mean, I've had people say nine or eight irons when we asked that question. It's the first time somebody said a pitching wedge to me. Yeah, I, I got a buddy who could probably do that with his uh, his wedge. So it's, it's not uh, uncommon. We'll have to ask Dino in uh, the last segment today what he hits from 150 yards. I think a lot of the pros do that. I would wager. All right. Okay, we're going to uh, change gears and uh, talk a little USHL hockey now. And uh, oh, interesting year for the USHL. Two new expansion teams, one in Madison, Wisconsin, the other in Bloomington, Illinois, not uh, Bloomington, uh, Minnesota. Uh, of course, there are, there are no USHL teams in Minnesota. It seems to be against uh, state laws. Uh, <laughs> you can't have junior hockey in Minnesota. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Ryan Smith. He's the voice of the Madison uh, Capitals, the Madcaps which is a catchy little nickname. Uh, we will uh, talk to him momentarily. Uh, w- let's uh, take a listen to uh, something about the Madison Capitals. Wait, there is nothing about the Madison Capitals because it's a brand new franchise. So we'll just get right to Ryan Smith. How are you today, Ryan? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. It must be an exciting time, uh, not just for people around the franchise, but for junior hockey fans in uh, in Wisconsin. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the team was here for 11 years between 84 and 95, but the league is just, as you guys know, it's just so much different now than it was back then. It's just, it's actually, it was unthinkable probably five, ten years ago to think that an American Junior League could compete with the Canadian Junior Leagues, and it's, while it still might not be to that caliber just yet, it's amazing the NHL talent that's rolled out when you're talking about about 15, 16 players who were in the Olympics that came out of this league, so it's really exciting to see, and now that the boys are here, it's Really exciting to see the talent firsthand in practice. Uh, tell me about the arena first that, that the Madcaps will play out of. Is it the same building that the team uh, that was there previously, as you mentioned, uh, 15 years ago or whatever it was, uh, that they, they played in? You know, it is not, actually. We play out of the uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which is actually where the Wisconsin Badgers played from 67 until, I believe, 98, before okay. they moved on to the Kohl Center. And it's a venue that really has been – has been dying to see some hockey for the last couple of years. They had some semi-professional teams that were there for a brief time in the late 90s, but ultimately this is the first time there's been a hockey tenant in the building for probably 14 years, so it's pretty exciting to see. It's a bit of an older it's a bit of an older barn, but there's a whole lot of history to it and any fans of the Badgers can certainly uh can certainly think back to memories that they had decades ago watching a couple Badger national title teams playing out of the building. So we're trying to bring back a feeling of nostalgia for the people of the Madison area. How many uh, people will that barn uh, hold there, Ryan? Uh, we'll be able to hold upwards of between seven and 8,000. We're going to block off the ends in the upper bowl because there's a little bit of obstructed view there, but we're going to turn some of those areas into fun, all-inclusive areas for folks. But, yeah, we could get upwards of a little over 7,000 in there. And our goal from a ticket standpoint is to get about 3,500 to 4,000 in there on a nightly basis. Oh, that's fantastic. That would be great uh, for sure. Uh, Now, I know some of the excitement around the Madison Capitals was uh, initial uh, right off the get-go with uh, one of the owners uh, being Ryan Suter, an NHLer uh, who comes from that neck of the woods, right? Yes, absolutely. And right when the team was announced, 
when they officially got the clearance from the league in August of last year, it didn't take long for the Suter family to want to get involved. And hearing Ryan talk about what it was like to hear about the team coming back, he was so stoked about it. And he just, the way he phrases it is, when he heard about the team coming back, he said, this is something that we, I've just got to be a part of to really help with the, really the return of junior hockey to this area after 20 years away. And people say that it might be a little tough competing with the Badgers, but the way we look at it, there's a whole lot more hockey for the people of this area to see, and we only have a couple conflicts with the Badgers, fortunately. So it just gives people pretty much a hockey game every weekend during hockey season in this area. And it's been so great to have Ryan on board. He's been really a really involved owner. And there are some professional players who jump on ownership for junior teams or minor teams, and they're really just there as investors. But Ryan's been really involved in a lot of decisions, too, and he's been around the area. He actually just finished skating with our team in their first week of practice this week before he reports the wild camp. So that was pretty cool for the boys and pretty cool for us to see in general. Yeah. You'd have to mark his name down. He'd have a pretty good shot of making your club probably, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the age uh, limit might uh, affect him. Uh, Ryan Smith, the voice of the Madison Capitals joining us here on the pipeline show. Uh, now we don't even have a roster available yet. Uh, at least nothing posted on the team's website. So tell me about this club and how it's shaping up. Uh, what, what do you like? Well, we've got 33 guys in camp. That roster will be cut down to 23 by the time we get going. There are, I believe, nine Wisconsin natives that are in our camp right now, and that was something really important to us to really establish to this area that Wisconsin does have some pretty awesome hockey talent that comes out of it. Obviously, when people think of hockey in the United States, you think of Minnesota and you think of the New England area, but there's a whole lot of talent coming out of Wisconsin, and Head coach Luke Strand is an Eau Claire native. He's been an assistant in the AHL with Abbotsford and with Houston in the past. So he's really seen hockey at a whole bunch of levels. And from what I've seen in practice this week, this team is going to be aggressive. If nothing else, they're not huge. They're not necessarily the fastest, but I can promise you that they're going to be aggressive because I've seen Luke stop drills after just one run through. And if a guy's not strong on the puck along the wall or something, they will hear about it. So I can promise that much at the very least. Well, the players that uh, one one page that you can see on the website uh, at, uh, for uh, MadcapsHockey.com, you can see all the drafted players. Uh, will those players be able to play for the uh, for the club this year? Yes, we have quite a few of those guys in camp right now, and quite a few of them, I'd say, have a very good shot of making the roster. With Luke Strand coming in, he made a couple of changes. He came over from Sioux City, so he got a couple of his guys from Sioux City through trade acquisitions and things of that nature. So teams can have a little bit of a different look than what the original draft appeared like. But for the most part, there are a number of guys from that draft that are going to see some time with the big club this year. And it's going to be pretty loaded up with 18-year-olds since it's an expansion team. You obviously don't want to overload on the 19- and 20-year-olds because you have to sort of start with a foundation to build into the first couple of years of the team and hopefully uh, build up a pipeline of the 98s and 99s, too, for the uh, future years of the team. Well, one name that uh, jumps out at me from the the list of drafted players is uh, Atu Solani. Uh, That'd be uh, Tamo Solani's son. Uh, uh, Is he in camp? He is not. He is going to... And I don't want to. I don't want to say this with certainty because I'm not sure exactly what the uh, 
thought process is among the coaching staff. But we do have a list of affiliates in the USHL, which is basically just a list of like 20 or 30 guys that are property of the Capitals for future years, or the guys who are at the very top of that list will step in if a guy or two gets injured or guys have to move on for whatever the case may be. So he'll definitely be on that list, I would have to imagine. And while he's not in camp right now, I wouldn't be too stunned if we see him in a Caps jersey within a year or two. He is still a pretty young guy. I believe he's a 16-year-old right now, 16 or 17. So he's obviously still got a lot of time in development. So he'll go back and play for his current AAA team. And then hopefully we'll get to a, hopefully we'll get to see Timu's kid out on the ice. It was fun to see him at camp. He is a very striking image of his father. You can sort of, you can sort of see a lot of his father in terms of, uh, in terms of the appearance. Uh, Ryan Smith, the voice of the Madison Capitals of the USHL, joining us here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, things get going uh, next weekend, uh, next Friday, I believe, is the first uh, preseason game for the Capitals. They'll be on the road uh, against Green Bay. Uh, when do uh, the Madison Capitals get to host a game? Well, we get to – we're actually hosting two of our preseason games, that one next Friday the 12th and on the 20th at Capital Ice Arena, which is actually – the rink that Ryan Suter's dad, Bob, has been running for the better part of 30 years as a co-owner. Unfortunately, because, we li- because we're in Wisconsin, the World Dairy Expo, what else is new, comes into the Coliseum and actually makes the Coliseum unusable until about the 7th or 8th of October. So, unfortunately, we have to wait until the 18th of October to host a home game. We're going to start the year with five or six road games in a couple of different cities to start the year. So they got to be road warriors right off the hop in their first season. Well, so you'll have enough challenges just because it's an expansion team and starting out on the road for an extended period of time. That's a, a challenge as well out of the gates. But uh, I imagine uh, everybody's excited to get going and wish you the best of luck. Enjoy the uh, Dairy Expo. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me. All right, Ryan. See ya. Uh, Ryan Smith is the uh, voice of the Madison Capitals uh, of the USHL. And you know what? Uh, one of the things that I find interesting about the USHL is just how many big-name former NHLers, guys coming back to the league. Well, we've seen that in the CHL for several years now. Uh, we're seeing it now in the USHL. You think you know, last week we had John Van Beesbrook on the show, who's uh, now with Muskegon. Uh, here we have Ryan Suter, who's still in the NHL, but is now... Uh, one of the owners of the Madison Capitals. Luke Robitaille once upon a time had ties to the Omaha Lancers. I'm not sure if he still does uh, or not. Um, the Ferraro uh, brothers, uh, they're uh, involved, I think, also with Muskegon, as a matter of fact. Um, so it's it's a league that is getting a lot of return investment from uh, guys that were in the league and came up through the league when they were kids. So that's always good to see, and I think it lends some credibility to the league as well to have uh, those big names associated with it. So good on the USHL. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll uh, go back to the WHL and uh, we'll head out to Moose Jaw. We'll speak with James Gallo. He's the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Do they have what it takes to get back into the playoffs? I kind of think they do. We'll find out if James agrees. That's coming up next here on the Pipeline Show on TSN 1260. Hey, this is Aaron Irving from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Hey, this is George Westman from the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Sam Steele from Regina Pats. Bryson Martin from the Swift Current Broncos. I'm Ryan Paul from Brandon Leaking. Hey, it's Jaden DeShano from the Kootenai Ice, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. 
Summer's wrapping up and you may have spent the last few months struggling with the heat. Well, it's time to do something about it. I'm Guy Flaming from the Pipeline Show and as a big guy, I know that summer can be hard without that beach body. But after joining the U-Weight Loss program, I lost 50 pounds and it was the best summer I've had in years. Check out U-Weight Loss. Do it for your kids. Do it for your spouse. Do it for you. Visit the locations in St. Albert and Grand Prairie or on Gateway Boulevard. Mention the Pipeline Show or TSN 1260 and get the first eight weeks free. Now, what do you have to lose? If you had to guess what you're hearing right now, what would you say it is? I'll, uh, I'll give you a second to figure it out. If you guessed daycare at a dealership, you would be 100% correct. And that's one thing you won't find at Grove Dodge. But if you do happen to bring your kids by, they'll probably have a pretty great time in the showroom. And an even better time helping out in the parts department. Grove Dodge. The drive is everything. GroveDodge.com. Performance Paving Services. Getting the job done with quality on time at a competitive price while focusing on building strong client relationships. Performance Paving Services provides a wide range of services including asphalt, concrete, and landscape construction for residential, commercial, and industrial properties. The 2014 construction season promises to be a busy one, so call us today for your free quote at 780-490-PAVE. That's 490-7283. Or find us online at Performance Paving.com. Now that's performance. What's this new network setup you've been bragging about? Well, I have a VPS hosting plan on a Linux CentOS server with unlimited SQL servers and enough bandwidth to support all the calm traffic of the entire Starship Alliance. Wow. Just call DLM Consulting. They'll hook you up. Suffering from tech envy? You need DLM's experienced IT professionals, providing you with analysis, design, training, and the support you require to set up and maintain your network, develop a custom application, or establish a professional website. DLM Consulting. Click dlm.ca. The following is someone describing the taste of Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. Mmm, very smooth. And now that same person describing it literally in the dark. I've entered darkness. The dusky resplendence promulgates its nascent glory upon my yearning palate. The dark roast is spirited in taste, yet composed. All hail to darkness! Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. A brand new blend of 100% Arabica beans brewed for a rich full flavor and smooth finish. Get into the dark at participating restaurants. Up next is Dave. Now this guy exploded into the professional golf scene out of nowhere. That's right, he says he attributes all of his success to the Millwoods Golf Course. Oh, and a beautiful shot. Too bad this is all in his head. All in his head. All in his head. Dave. 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 Are you going to take your shot or what? Play like a pro at Millwoods Golf Course. Enjoy the most attractive public course with 18 holes, practice facilities, and a driving range. To book a tee time, visit millwoodsgolfcourse.com. And now the Canadian Brew House presents The Champ. Hey everybody, it's me, the champ for my favorite Wobbly Pop stop. The best nachos around, only at the Canadian Brew House. Let me tell you why the CBH has the best nachos around. They're massive and unbeatable. We call them Bruchos. We double stack our homemade tortilla chips with a pound of cheese and your favorite toppings, then serve it with our homemade guacamole and salsa. As a matter of fact, my best friend from Mexico City, Pedro, says they're the best he's ever had. And when I'm in the mood, we head to the Canadian Brew House for a feed. So I walk in there last night with Pedro and Chuck yells out, Hey champ, I see you're feeling a little Mexican tonight. I snap, I lose it. I give him the giant right hand chalupa and the moron is taking a siesta. How's that for your feeling a little Mexican tonight enough for you? Ever since I've been the champ, and if you're feeling a little Mexican and you want the best nachos in town, senors and senoritas will see you at the Canadian Brew House. 
Calgary. Calgary is the worst. Some people say it's pretty good, but in actuality, it's the worst. I have a cousin in Calgary, and he's the worst. The only good thing in Calgary is the Calgary Bypass Route to Banff. Calgary is the worst. Eskimos, Stampeders, today. Support your Eskimos. Tickets at the gate or at Ticketmaster starting at 3250. CTV this fall. This is criminal law 100. Does making the grade. How'd you get this? Mean breaking the law. It wasn't exactly legal. Starring Academy Award nominee Viola Davis. We just have to get creative. This is murder. Shut up! From Shonda Rhimes, the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy. The world. How to get away with murder. Thursday, starting September 25th on CTV. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Dean Millard and Guy Flaming on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. And now, here's The Pipeline Show, CHL Insider, brought to you by Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, where the new dark roast coffee is made from a premium blend of 100% Arabica beans, expertly roasted with care. Get into the dark with its rich, delicious taste and full flavor. Today's CHL Insider is going to be James Gallo. He's the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors. going to join us momentarily. I uh, want to remind you that we are taking, uh, looking for your comments on our question of the day, which, of course, is uh, what do you think of the potential of changing the format of the MasterCard Memorial Cup from what it is now, being a 14-team uh, round-robin tournament, uh, to a 16-team or more NCAA uh, Bracket style system. Uh, we want to hear from you in the Marks and Home inbox. Imagine yourself in a Marks and Home. Experience the difference. Nine communities in Edmonton. To find them and their beautiful show homes, visit them online at marksandhomes.com. We have a bunch of uh, comments about that. Uh, Market says, Not sure what, what format you're thinking about, but how about a cross CHL top 64 team single elimination bracket like NCAA basketball? Um, which is kind of what we're talking about, except one hole in or one flaw in his plan. There's 60 CHL teams, and so you couldn't have a 64 CHL team bracket. And it's not the Oprah Winfrey show. It's not you get playoffs and you get playoffs. Everybody gets playoffs. It's not like that. That would suck. That every team made the playoffs is ridiculous. All right, uh, time for us to uh, bring in James Gallo uh, of the Moose Jaw Warriors. And one guy they're gonna sounds like they're gonna be missing this year is this fella. Back along the right goal line, fights for room, back to the left corner. On the half wall, white shot directed. They score! Jack Roadwall! His second of the game on a redirect. Warriors back up by three. As we bring in James Gallo now. How are you today, James? Not bad, yourself. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you again. Tell me about Jack Roadwald and uh, what the situation is there. You know what, Jack Roadwald, uh, just finding out that uh, he'll uh, be attending the Traverse City Prospect Tournament uh, with the Buffalo Sabres, so very excited. And this is a young man that's uh, worked extremely hard to get that opportunity. Uh, he's an exciting player to watch. Uh, he, along with Braden Point, showed amazing chemistry last season. Jack suffered a, a jaw injury and he uh, missed quite a bit of time, but still 
you know, getting close to the 30-goal plateau, more than quadrupling his career totals uh, last season. You know, it depends on how he does. Uh, he's very optimistic on when he goes uh, to Traverse City, but just, just like any other 20-year-old, uh, you never know. They're not only going there to try and impress the teams they're with, but you go to Traverse City, you can impress the New York Rangers. You can impress the St. Louis Blues. You could maybe come up with an American Hockey League trout. It's happened before. I remember Jordan Canucks that had that when he was with the Warriors as a 20-year-old. So anything can happen. Uh, you know, you hope for the best. Uh, if Jack uh, is one of the guys that doesn't return, uh, it looks great on the program. It looks great on Jack. Well, that, that's true. Well said, James. All right, well, let's talk about the uh, the players who are in camp. And, and I guess if you're looking for marquee guys, it uh, begins with Braden Point, uh, who is coming off a very good year. I wonder if uh, where he was drafted in the taken in the NHL draft might be a bit of a motivator for him because I certainly thought he'd go earlier than where he was taken. You know, uh, Braden is a career underdog. I think uh, in the Western Hockey League draft, he dropped to 14, luckily for the Warriors a couple of years ago, maybe because of his size. And then he came in as a 15-year-old in the 2012 playoffs and was absolutely amazing with 10 points in 14 games. But, you know, I... Uh, he thought that way last year at the CHL Top Prospects game. Maybe he thought a little bit of a chip and not being named initially to the roster. Uh, you know, proved a lot of people wrong with a strong performance at the Top Prospect game. He's a Hockey Canada guy as well. I mean, uh, one goal to be Ivan Halenka last year was with the team this year at the under-18s before suffering the injury. He's a guy that works hard. I actually spoke uh, to his dad yesterday, and uh, he described Braden as a greased pig the way he plays. Uh, you know, just... <laughs> goes in the corners, battles, and somehow finds his way with that puck coming off the wall, which truly for his size is, is amazing to watch. But, you know, with a guy like Braden, the pressure's on him. He's, uh, he's the guy here in Lushja. He's the guy that everybody looks to. He's the highest-scoring 1996-born player last year in the Western Hockey League, second behind Sam Bennett in the entire uh, Canadian Hockey League, I believe. So, uh, you know, this is a young man that uh, he is the straw that stirs the Lushja Warrior drink. Well, and if he has any extra motivation, that's certainly a good thing uh, for the uh, for the Warriors this year. Tell me about other guys who are in camp, and, and I guess uh, I know the name Noah Gregor because his uncle Jason uh, is the host of uh, the afternoon show here, the Jason Gregor Show, uh, from Monday to Friday here on TSN 1260. Uh, and uh, I get updates from him all the time, and he told me this morning he's playing alongside Braden Point in camp right now. Pretty impressive. Yeah, you know what, I joked actually yesterday with one of the individuals that uh, works the broadcast with me about it'll be nice when we go to Edmonton because we know Jason Greger is going to maybe be a Bushcow Warrior fan. Those two times that we're in Edmonton, so it'd be great to have that on our side. But you know what, Noah, uh, you know, a third-round pick by Victoria, and I think if they did that draft over again, he would probably land in the first round. Uh, this is a young man that has a very high hockey IQ. He's entertaining to watch on the ice. It's not like he's bowling guys over or making these huge plays. He's a guy that he's smart, he's cerebral, he, he handles the puck well, he visions the ice very well, does a great job distributing. Uh, with Braden Point and Jack Rollwell last night in Swift Current, he looked very comfortable. At times, you know, looked like the 16-year-old that thought, I have to get the puck to those guys instead of maybe taking that shot and be a little bit more selfish. But he's a guy that fits in very nice, and you can see the chemistry developing between you know Braden Point, Noah Gregor, and Jack Rodewall here early on in the preseason. Uh, tell me about the way Jack uh, Jamin Yakubowski's uh, been fitting in uh, in Moose Jaw. I know uh, in Lethbridge he was a big scorer uh, and then was traded to Seattle, and the numbers weren't really there for him. I was a little surprised that it didn't follow him uh, to Seattle, but uh, how's he look so far with Moose Jaw? 
you know, with Seattle, he took on more of a checking role, and I think that kind of helps his game a little bit to learn more on both sides of the red line. A Jamin will actually get his first taste of preseason action tonight against the Swift Current Broncos uh, here at home. But in terms of the locker room, has fit in extremely well. He's excited to be back at home playing in his home province for the first time. You know, he's going to be that spark plug guy. You know, he, he stands 5'10", but I tell you what, he's thick. And he really uses that frame. And if he's on a line with a guy like Tanner Eberly, they are going to smash guys in the mouth along the boards and, and really punish guys, whether it be on a second line or a third line type of unit. Uh, anybody else up front from the forward positions that uh, has really caught your eye in this camp, whether it's guys who are returning to the team that you expect big things from or younger guys who have kind of impressed you? Well, Tanner Eberly, I think, has been fantastic. Uh, I think Tanner... Uh, throughout training camp, uh, was the best player on the ice for the Bouchard Warriors. Uh, last night against the Swift Current Broncos was probably the best player on the ice for the Warriors. He's developed his game quite nicely. He's going to Montreal Canadiens rookie camp uh, next week for the second time. So uh, he's a guy that you look for big things and, again, is in a similar situation with Jack Rudolph, Jack Rudolph being a 20-year-old, and you just never know their statuses when they head off to pro camps. Uh, there will be a lot of eyes on Brett Howden. I think that uh, goes without saying, being the fifth overall pick in the 2013 WHL Bantam draft. Uh, you know, very smart player, similar to Noah Gregor, has a little more size, plays a different game than his brother Quinton. He's more of a down the middle, go through guys, play along the wall, whereas Quinton was more about speed on the wing. Uh, but Brett has looked extremely well. You know, Jaden Hallbigal Watts uh, has looked good. A uh, young 16 year old by the name of Blake Barger from uh, Torrance, California, tenacious and uh, gives you everything he's got and has been very impressive to watch. Uh, overall, talking to a lot of the players, uh, they feel very comfortable with the depth. They feel as though they're getting a lot from everybody right now and has made some very interesting battles where you're going to have guys potentially who were with this team last year, maybe on the outside looking in with some of these young guys coming up. James Gallo is the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, excuse me, joining us here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, when I look at the back end, you don't have a Dylan McElrath or a Joel Edmondson or a Morgan Riley, but there is some talent here. Uh, tell me about what kind of the identity of your of the defensive core is in Moose Jaw. You know what? I think it's by committee. And uh, I think back to uh, the 2006 Moose Jaw Warriors defensive core that went to the league final, there was no flashy guys. Uh, there wasn't a lot of guys that, you know, you looked on your lineup and you said, i got to watch him play like you would a Morgan Riley. Uh, this is a unit, uh, you know, Austin Adam, who the Warriors picked up from Everett for a conditional eighth-round pick, has been great. He moves well with the puck, not scared to jump back in. He's 6'5", that means a good active stick in the defensive zone. Uh, Dallas Valentine as well, looking to be an anchor. Alexei Slapsoff coming back for his second season as an import. You look for more things from him. And as well, I mean, he injects into that unit a guy like Ryan Gardner. He was a third-round pick for the Warriors in 2012. He was the Manitoba Midget AAA Defenseman of the Year last year. And for him, it's just getting used to the speed that he looks comfortable on the ice. Again, good vision coming up. Nice, uh, quick pass out of the zone, smart pass out of the zone. So uh, defensively, you know, it maybe doesn't have the flair of, say, the Swift Current Broncos, but uh, it is more of a unit trying to go one through six. Maybe there's not a one-two, but there's some very good three, four, and five guys on that defensive core. When it comes to the goaltending, how many are still left in camp? Just two. Just uh, Justin Pollock and Zach Sachenko. Uh, you know what? And that's the battle that you're going to see all year. I yeah. think, uh, you know, uh, Justin Pollock, uh, 
you know, had a rough year last year, but he's played a lot of hockey in the last two years. And uh, I think a lot of people really expecting, and I think Justin including, for him to have a bounce-back year with a better team in front of him. And young Zach Sachenko is uh, he's an impressive guy to watch. I mean, with Canada, winning gold at the uh, Ivan Holenka back in August. Uh, he's an impressive young goaltender to watch. He's not eligible uh, for the NHL draft until 2016 because of the late birthday. So mm-hmm. they will battle throughout the course of the season. It's going to be an interesting battle to watch. And I'm sure, you know, the fans here and people across the Western Hockey League will be interested because who knows if a guy like Zach Sachenko maybe moves up. I mean, you know, Justin Pollock's 19 years old. It's it's going to be a great battle to watch. Uh, nine teams in the WHL with new head coaches. Moose Jaw is one of them. Uh, tell me how the team looks uh, under Tim Hunter. I'm very confident. Uh, you know what? It's uh, nothing against Mike Stuthers. Uh, everybody enjoyed Mike, but sometimes just a new set of philosophies or approaches is sometimes good for players. Uh, you know what? I, I talked to a number of guys after the hiring of uh, of Tim Hunter, and, and they were impressed how an individual like this would be coming to Moose Jaw. They've really taken to him well. They've really you know, adapted to his style and watching Tim, it's, it's great. I mean, at, sometimes at this level, you find too many coaches just want to be coaches instead of being teachers, which is what you have to do because you can't assume that all these guys can receive a pass or make that pass just because they're playing in the Western Hockey League. Tim really focuses on, you know, the skilled plays, the small details. And again, the guys have really done a nice job adapting to him. And the way he coaches, it's very, uh, it's tough to describe, but he's very educational. He's very uh, informative. He's very uh, energetic when he coaches. Uh, He's not a, a negative news guy. He's a positive news type of guy. It's really interesting to watch him on the practice sites with the players. Uh, two more questions for you, James, before we let you go. I know you got a preseason game tonight in Moose Jaw, Swift Current coming to town. Um, tell me about uh, the expectations for the Warriors this year. A non-playoff team last year, would anything short of the playoffs be a disappointment? I, I look at the roster and there's so much talent there now. A lot of it young, though. So are playoff expectations maybe a little too high? I, you know what? I would say it's playoffs. Uh, this team three years ago uh, built around, you know, guys like you mentioned, Dylan McElrath, and he had Quinton Howden up front, and it was a rebuilding phase. Uh, two years ago, they made the commitment to go really young. That was when Braden Point was 16 years old. Uh, usually the second year of a rebuild is always your toughest because you're, you're losing the guys that were a part of your core group uh, just two years ago before that. It is a playoff mentality. You need to see improvement. You need to see development. You know, injecting guys like Brett Howden, Noah Gregor, and Jaden Halbergawaks in the lineup that's three young forwards that they feel can contribute night in and night out, despite maybe some bumps along the road being rookies in the league. But it's got to be playoffs. It's a hungry fan base, and it's a fan base that wants to see better results. And uh, I think this team is up for the task. I talked to Tanner Everly day one of training camp and asked him that exact same question. Even though there are some younger guys on the team, uh, there is some older guys still in the mix, and Tanner said, no excuses. We need to be better because the city and our fans deserve for us to be better. Lastly, uh, James, uh, the the talk about changing the format of the MasterCard Memorial Cup, uh, I'm sure you've heard the story, potentially yeah. going from a 14-round robin to a 16-team uh, single elim- elimination bracket. Uh, your initial thoughts? Interesting. Uh, and you know what, wouldn't be opposed to it. I think uh, just depending, I wouldn't want to lose the league championships 
you know, I, I think you'd want to see that play out because you want to have a Western Hockey League champion. I still think how are you going to lose the fact of those host teams, whether it's in a regional similar to maybe TELUS Cup type of thing where you have Western Regionals and then you go to, you know, you play your league, then it's regionals, and then it's off to the TELUS Cup. Uh, I think it's a lot of work. A single elimination would be fun, but uh, just don't lose those league championships because I think it, you lose that, and I think it, it's tough. And considering the expenses that a team, a small market team like, say, Swift Current, Prince Albert, even a moose shot to maybe go to Victoria for one game. That's a huge expense. So it'd be tough for, I think, for a lot of teams. They have to be very uh, cognizant of, of the small market teams and making sure that they're not at disadvantage financially for a lot of these teams. Well, and so you'd want to keep the WHL playoffs as are as they are because it's a revenue generator for a lot of teams. 100%. I mean, maybe it's you know, four teams that make the conference finals go off to the next tournament, but continue your your league finals, and then that helps you with your seating. Where maybe the O, the Dub, and the Q champions are seated one, two, and three, and then go from there. But either and neither way, no one's going to be happy. I mean, I think uh, some people will be interested, and you know what? If uh, if people want to do it, let's do it. Let's try it out. I mean, a lot of people will rag on the. Uh, 2013 Saskatoon Blades, uh, you know, is maybe one of the reasons, but, you know, London was not great last year either. I think everybody would agree with that going 0-3, but I think something needs to be done because uh, the last couple of years hasn't been great for the host team, but, you know, hopefully in the best interest of, of everybody, it'll work out financially for everybody and uh, in terms of the hockey product and creating interest and, and growing major junior hockey, hopefully it'll all be there. Great stuff, James. Appreciate this. Uh, best of luck for uh, the Warriors this year, and uh, we'll see you when you get to town. Yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll look forward to traveling up to Edmonton. You betcha. That's James Gallo, the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, joining us uh, here on the Pipeline Show. All right, uh, we've been talking a lot about the Memorial Cup uh, format potentially changing. We'll do that in our next segment as well. Dean Millard's going to join us. Of course, he's a co-host on uh, the Tuesday night edition of the Pipeline Show. He hosts the golf the Edmonton, uh, the golf show, as well as uh, All Sports Weekend coming up today right here at 2 o'clock on TSN 1260. That's coming up next here on the Pipeline Show. This is TSN 1260. Obey Kubel in on Orman, gets by, saved by Jari, what a stop, center, another chance, Richard, saved by Jari, another chance, did they get through, Jari down, covers it up in a huge pile in front, Tristan Jari keeps the Oil King season alive. Hey, it's Tristan Jari from the Edmonton Oil Kings, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Do you boys like Mexico? Wow, that was really intense, buddy. It's Nielsen and Fraser, and we are teaming up with Uniglobe One Travel to give you the chance to win a free golf getaway to Mexico. Seven nights, all-inclusive at the five-star Grand Bahia Principe Aquamel Riviera Maya. Two-day golf tournament, the Riviera Maya Golf Club. Unlimited green fees, airfare, hotel transfers, all for just $19.99. And two lucky guests will win their money back. Find out all the details online, tsn1260.ca. Edmonton sports leader, TSN 1260. 
Corey and Richard here from JB's Power Center. Hey, Richard, what's the weather like at JB's this week? The weather's beautiful at JB's, but it's going to be cold this winter. Let's face it, everybody needs a remote starter in this country, and JB's has the best, like AstroStart, Command Start, and Viper. Stay warm this winter and get your remote starter at JB's Power Center before the temperature drops and the icicles start hanging off your nose. Best part is, JB's has remote starters from only 99 bucks. That's right. Beat the cold this winter and melt off those icicles with a remote starter from JB's. JB's Power Center, north side and west end. Coming Friday, September 12th, the biggest ticket day of the year. All Oilers games. All the teams. All the stars. On sale on the same day. That's all games on sale Friday, September 12th. Get them before they're gone at EdmontonOilers.com. For those about to rock, the Rock Wood Fired Pizza and Spirits. The next time you need a slice, let the Rock Wood Fired Pizza rock your taste buds with a one-of-a-kind pie fresh out of the oven. Traditional style pizza cooked with a rock and roll twist. Gluten-free options and classic favorites cooked to perfection lunchtime to late night. Fresh ingredients, serious attitude. The Rock Wood Fire Pizza and Spirits. Hell yeah, that's good pizza. Online at therockwfp.com. What's coming down the pipe? The next wave of superstars ready to burst on the scene. ThePipelineShow.com. The latest junior and college hockey stories. ThePipelineShow.com. See the upcoming guests. And if you missed a show, no problem. The Pipeline Show has a crazy deep online audio archive. ThePipelineShow.com. Vote on the poll. Follow us on Twitter. And check out our blog. When you want the biggest and best from junior, college, or minor pro, there's only one place to go. ThePipelineShow.com. Hey, Calgary, wearing a cowboy hat doesn't make you a cowboy. Just like putting on cleats doesn't make you a football player. Eskimos, Stampeders, today. Support your Eskimos. Tickets at the gate or at Ticketmaster starting at $32.50. This is Atco Country. You know the yellow stripe. Atco Structures and Logistics, known around the globe for relocatable modular buildings, ideal for construction sites, workforce housing, real estate developers, sales offices, and schools. Anything can be built modular. Located in Spruce Grove, buy or rent direct from the manufacturer or custom designed to meet your needs, including delivery, installation, plus parts and service. Call now, 1-800-575-ATCO. Atco Structures and Logistics, always there, anywhere. Visit atcosl.com. Performance Paving Services, getting the job done with quality on time at a competitive price while focusing on building strong client relationships. Performance Paving Services provides a wide range of services including asphalt, concrete, and landscape construction for residential, commercial, and industrial properties. The 2014 construction season promises to be a busy one, so call us today for your free quote at 780-490-PAVE. That's 490-7283. Or find us online at performancepaving.com. Now that's performance. Hi, I'm Alphonse Pilon, and I'm the president and CEO of Marks and Homes. I've always thought the words home and family belong together, so I suppose it's no surprise that Marks and Homes is a family-run company. Our family works hard to bring together the best of the best in design, craftsmanship, and quality, so your family has a beautiful home to live in. There's something different about a family-run business. Come experience that difference with us. Discover where we are and what we're all about at MarksandHomes.com. Guys, summer's finally here, and it's time to clean up. Sculpt that beard, trim that goatee, style that hair, or enjoy the ultimate in man pampering with a straight razor shave. Enjoy a day of manliness with your dad, your little man, or just get out with the boys. A trip to Tommy Guns is like getting your man card renewed in style. Get out of the house with a quick escape to Tommy Guns Original Barbershop in South Edmonton Common, Nemeo, and Emerald Hill Sherwood Park. And Tommy Guns. 
It's midway through the fourth, and your team is in field goal range. It's fourth down, but they're going for it. These are the moments that define the game in the sport. Thanks to Bodog.net, these are the moments you're made for. Bodog.net gives you live odds and props on every game, even after kickoff. No matter the down or the distance, Bodog.net will make sure you always have that extra edge. Bodog.net, your source for sports odds and free poker and casino games. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Dean Millard and Guy Flaming on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Don't go anywhere. After The Pipeline Show, you'll be entertained by the two owls, Saturday Sports Extra. They'll shake your foundations. And then following them, uh, All Sports Weekend with uh, my next guest. Feels weird to call him, I guess. Dean Millard will be uh, coming up uh, at 2 o'clock today with another loaded show of All Sports Weekend, and uh, he joins us now on the phone line. How are you today, Dino? Excellent, Guy. How are you? I am good as well. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the uh, on the show about the potential of the Memorial Cup changing format a little bit. You and I chatted uh, briefly about it yesterday as well. What's your initial uh, impression of the idea, Dino? Uh, initially, um, I, I'm... I like the format the way it is. Initially, I don't I don't really see a big problem with it, but I see where a television network that signed a 12-year deal wants to spruce up the ratings for it, especially when you're competing against the Stanley Cup Finals or the Stanley Cup Playoffs, rather. So I can understand why they would want to do it, but I like the four-team tournament. I like, you know, three teams from each league and one host team, even though the past couple of times we haven't had a host team that's you know that's that uh, or the past couple of times we've had a host team that struggled this is cyclical and we've seen host teams play well in the past we saw a host team win it as recently as 2012 so i i understand why sportsnet wants to make this change they want more ratings i just don't know how you're going to do it um i i think having an entire Western Hockey League, Quebec, and Ontario Hockey League playoffs, and then having a three-week tournament where you're going, uh, you know, games every other night. Like, they, they want to model this according to the quote from uh, Scott Moore from Sportsnet. They want, it, they want it to last three weeks and have a March Madness-style feel. Obviously, you're not, as you pointed out, you're not having 64 teams because there's only 60. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to invite uh, three USHL teams or something like that. Taylor said you have a, a, a four teams that play in from the CJHL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe you have 32. Uh, that still means over half of your teams getting into this tournament. But I don't see how you can have a full round of playoffs and then a three-week tournament. Do you, yeah. How do you do that? Well, I don't know how you don't keep the 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 CHL playoffs the way they are because we were just talking with James Gallo, the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, brought up a great point. It, the playoffs are such a money maker. It's the time when a lot of these clubs, the small market clubs, make their cash. Uh, so I don't think you can do away with that because it would probably really impact those uh, small market clubs a lot. But I understand what you're saying too about how you go from the, those lengthy playoffs to then another three-week tournament, even though – Really, you're those teams, even if they get all the way to the final and win it, I think you. I don't think you play as many games as you do currently in the Memorial Cup if you win. 
You'd play what, four games? Well, it depends. If you have 32 teams, yeah, now you're making me do math. <laughs> on the on live radio. <laughs> yeah, on live radio. Yeah, you might you might not. Um, the, James also brought up a good, a good point, and, and I said it to you last night. What if you have Seattle and Halifax in the first round? Yeah. For, yeah. You know, are you is this are, are they going to be playing in neutral sites like they do in, in the March? I don't know. There's there's so many questions, and I don't know. Are I don't think you can go 16 teams, can you? Is 16 teams too small? Because you're not going to last three weeks with 16 teams. Yeah, if you're trying to do it over a three-week period, 16 teams would sound like a lot, unless because of the travel, you need to space it out. Like if right. you do have Portland and Halifax playing in the first round of 16, then you have to give them a week off before their next game so they can get to the next place they have to play. Well, do you do you need? Well, they're not traveling by boat or train. <laughs> no, but I mean just for the fatigue factor. Really? Of flying across the country and then uh, practicing a few. How how what would be a good number of days between games in your mind? Three. Okay. Now you heard you heard. Uh, an interesting scenario at the MasterCard Memorial Cup. Yeah, yeah. Corey and I had a conversation with somebody from Sportsnet, uh, but it was all kind of just rumor, but things being Pie tossed around. Kind of but stuff. now that this story has come out, it sounds like it's kind of all been in, in at least in the conversation behind their closed doors. Anyway, the scenario was because at that point in May, uh, the NHL playoffs are on TV, but every second night or so, right? The games have dwindled down where they're not on a nightly basis. Well, they would flip-flop between these Memorial Cup games and follow it the next night with a Stanley Cup playoff game. Uh, so you'd go alternate back and forth between uh, the CHL and the NHL, and obviously that would be a great way to keep uh, hockey uh, uh, TV ch- stay, uh, home televisions uh, tuned into that network uh, just to every night. Um, and so it makes sense from that perspective, I think, but I don't know. Yeah, th- that sounds like a uh, riveting format. If you can guarantee, <laughs> excuse me, if you can guarantee that you are going to have a game in this format every second night, then I'm all for it. But I just, I still, I'm still getting over how you're going to do an entire playoff and then a three-week. Um, like then your your season is getting into, you know, almost as long as you know, almost as long as the NHL season. Yeah, and then you're also going to have teams that probably qualify for this uh, proposed bracket that may have been eliminated in the first round of their own playoffs. Uh, so they'd, they'd be off for a month, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, and then I don't know if you've got the same kind of quality that you were hoping to have when you designed this format. Exactly. So I just, I don't know, and listen, my biggest flaw with how the NCAA, and I told you this last night, my biggest flaw with how the NCAA does their bracket or their tournament is a team can lose out in their playoffs and still get in, lose out early in their playoffs and still get into the tournament. So it it makes the playoffs meaningless. Yeah. So, you know what, maybe what you're going to do is less teams are going to, maybe you're going to have a shorter playoff. Maybe less teams are going to make the playoffs in your in your league, or, or you know what? I don't even know. I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around how you can still have a playoff in your league and then have a tournament. And I don't know how you do it because your season. If if they want this to go three weeks, it's just 
a marathon season. When you throw in World Juniors and summer stuff, like these kids are going to be playing 11 months of the year. Yeah, but again, a three-week tournament with 32 teams or 16 teams wouldn't be games every night for each team. So I think you'd, right. you'd have enough rest where it wouldn't be grueling physically. Uh, I think they could handle that part. But And I, and I, I wouldn't want to lose the WHL playoffs as they are now uh, or the OHL or the Q. Um, for a lot of reasons, but one because of that uh, financial benefit for the, all those teams. So I don't yeah, think and you, you know the teams don't want to lose. Absolutely, those. I mean unless they get reimbursed somehow because of this uh, change. Yeah, there there's a lot of there's a lot of irons to be worked out in this. Sure. In this because uh, the, the travel for one is could be ridiculous. Yeah, and do you have regionals? You know, spread out across the country like NCAA does for hockey, and I'm sure they do for uh, they do for basketball as well. But and do you play those in CHL markets, or do you take those to big cities? And does that, if you do, does that take away from the grassroots feel of the Memorial Cup? I don't know. There's lots of lots of hurdles still to clear in my mind. Yeah, and I, listen, I'm I'm not against keeping it the way it is. I love the tournament the way it is. I I don't have a problem with the ten day tournament. Round robin format, host team. We saw host team win in 2012. Yeah. I don't think there's anything terribly wrong with this. I think we've. It's just the. I, I, this is a. This is simply a network looking for more ratings. Yeah. I don't think that I. I really. I really think it's unfair to blame this on London and Saskatoon, although they they were terrible hosts as far as their records were concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't think it's. I I don't think there's anything wrong with this tournament. I think it's an excellent tournament still. Don't you? Yes, I do. I do. And I I I can understand the perspective of wanting to change it from a an automatic bid for a host team, and maybe you go to um, kind of like the Grey Cup, where you've 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 designated a, a host city, but that that team there doesn't necessarily guarantee their spot. Right. That takes away potentially from ticket sales, but. Um, you know, if you you've got four, the hockey market. yeah, if you've got the four best teams, most deserving teams, hopefully that uh, supersedes it. Anyway, we're out of time. Do you know what do you got coming up today on All Sports Weekend? Lots of football. We're going to talk to Golden Bears head coach uh, Chris Morris. Uh, Jason Greger is going to pop by to uh, preview the uh, uh, Eskimo Stamps game, and we're going to talk to uh, the head coach from the Edmonton Wildcats, Darcy Park, there in action tomorrow. That and a lot more coming up at two o'clock. Cool, and then on Tuesday, we've got our big WHL preview. You and I have uh, Corey Graham and Cam Moon coming in studio again. Uh, really looking forward to that, Dino. Have a great show yeah, today. You too. Thanks, buddy. That's uh, Dean Millard from All Sports Weekend. Of course, uh, you hear him here on the Pipeline Show as well as uh, the Golf Show on Wednesday nights. I think he's got one more edition of the Golf Show before uh, wrapping that up, putting those clubs away for the winter. Uh, don't go anywhere, though, because Saturday Sports Extra is coming up with the two Al's, uh, Alan Mitchell and Paul Almeida. Uh, they'll have you for the next couple of hours as well. For Taylor Medic, appreciate all my guests who joined us today. We will talk to you on Tuesday, everybody. Have a good weekend. Yep. It's a great time of year for sports fans. The NFL is kicking off, college ball is underway, NHL training camps have started, baseball is showing signs of who will arrive in the postseason, and the 